Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide podcast. I'm Bradley. And I am Randy. And I'm Bryce. Welcome everybody back Woo. for another week. I know, it's another been a, one. Been a week. Has it been a long week? <laughs> oh, no, I just said it's been a week. <laughs> oh, I think you said it's been a long week. I was like, has it been longer than usual? <laughs> yeah, this day, this week was actually an hour longer. Wow. I, I, I knew. I don't I know where knew it felt longer for some reason. <laughs> it just dragged on. I, I honestly wonder how many people would notice an extra hour in a day or like in a, even an entire week. Like, I don't know if anyone would notice that. Well, it depends on when it happens, right? If it's yeah. like in between like 12 p.m. and 1 a.m., nobody would care, right? True. But if it's but... like during a work day. You'll definitely even, even during the work day, I probably would just be like, look at the clock, it's one o'clock. Look at the clock an hour later and it's one o'clock. I'd be like, Really? Man, I swear this that was like <laughs> I swear I looked at the watch the time an hour ago and that was one. Man, today's dragon. I, I mean also not... if you think about daylight savings, right? Yeah. It's exactly. pretty noticeable. Yeah, but like I think that's usually because like you can notice it because of the sun's different and things like that. Like if this was literally just like an extra hour, you psych yourself out for that one time exactly or twice a year that happens. So like you definitely know that's coming. But like if it was right. random, maybe maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would notice. And definitely my first thought wouldn't be. I think that we just had an extra hour. My first thought would be, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Am I just really that oblivious? Because <laughs> I don't think I would notice. I mean, I maybe you're right. Hour. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? We might have extra hours all over the place, and we just don't know it. I mean, so is that is that our monster this week? The extra time. hour that you don't <laughs> see coming? It's, yes, no doubt. <laughs> Honestly, though, if we're talking about you know doubting existence, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this monster came up on the conversation because it is horrifying. Man, if I ever saw this monster, I would doubt my own existence because this <laughs> is a freak of nature. And cool enough, uh, before I tell you what the monster is, it not only do we think it's a freak of nature, the gods themselves thought it was yes. a I mean, It's really cool that, looking. It's so cool, but like yeah. it looks like it's in pain. And that's when you need to worry about a monster is when mm -hmm. the gods are worried about it. <laughs> yeah, and, it's pretty and true. More into that, but today, so we're going to go further south on the globe than we've ever gone before. <laughs> And we're going to go to the continent that is Africa. And I know we've been to Egypt before, but we're going to go further south, all the way down to South Africa. And oh, cool. uh, for our first monster, we're going to talk about two today, just because I just wanted to get all the really good ones in. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm so ready. Uh, we're going to start off with the Hrutslang. Um I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, so... Don't hate on me, but that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm hating, man. Starting How early. How dare you? Um, but what's cool is both in Afrikaans and Dutch, it translates to pretty much big snake. Wow. Oh. Are those languages usually like relatively related? I wouldn't think they like, were. Is there a lot of overlap? But yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, so a lot of in like the colonization of. Oh, gotcha. you, you have a lot of like French, Dutch. Um, that English, makes sense. You know, um, involved, so there's going to be a lot of, but like, like OG, you know, languages in Africa. I'm, I'm guessing had very little to do with any European. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So I was gonna say that's an odd, like, <laughs> thing to have correlated. Do you think that this monster was like kind of conceived during like the colonization? So like, I, I'm not gonna say anything. Just... With going off that overlap, of, uh, a ton of certainty, but I'm gonna say no because I wasn't able to find too much information about it, so I'm not gonna talk about it much. But apparently, there are some like rock paintings, like pretty wow. old stuff. That oh, so kind of this is an old one today. So this this might be one of like the older ones. Oh. But, but I didn't yeah. information, so I can't say that for sure. Right. Uh, I'm guessing that it has gone through a lot of name changes and its current uh -huh. name is from like the colonization era. Gotcha. Okay. 
That makes uh, sense. Yeah. yeah, and another cool name, which I think is its coolest name, would be the Great Snake of the Orange River. What is the Orange River? It's is that a specific river in Africa that is a like, orange, or oh, is it orange? I mean, it's, it's probably like a lot of the rivers in Africa look kind of orange tannish just because of the because of the soil like soil that's in there yeah that's pretty cool so but it's not like a specific river or is there a specific river in africa named the orange river um no it's so it's a specific river oh okay gotcha gotcha yeah. cool. um so he's been no or cited all the way to the very tip of africa um pretty far, huh. far up into like uh congo and everything um Okay. But but for the most part, we're going to stick in South Africa with him. Um, and they say that he lives in a deep cave in Richesfeld, uh, South Africa, which is kind of like on the western coast. And by kind gotcha. of, I mean, it literally is on the west coast. Of <laughs> and, it's kind uh, of a connected to the ocean in the most yeah, it's somewhere in that area yeah generally so not only does he live in a deep cave it's it's a very deep cave it's known as the wonder hole or the bottomless pit it is a the wonder hole <laughs> what awesome. a name the wonder hole um, yeah someone uh, i was seeing someone they were talking about how that name is kind of sus a <laughs> mm-hmm. little bit a little bit um but this cave that he lives in apparently is connected to the sea i don't know if that has any correlation to him being able to like swim really well but i mean guess uh, he does spend some time in the river especially with the great snake of the orange river right that was going to be my question of like can so is it presumed that he can swim and therefore like he's going out to sea sometimes or is it like well, and it was like what, so what? precise that it was this, like i saw something that said it was like exact or like like estimated to about like 64 miles from the sea so i was wondering okay. like, like it gets like very precise with this but mm. they like they've really dialed in where this guy's living except yeah uh, so we know <laughs> he's uh, there man you go to the wonder hole and you look in there and you'll see him it's so true the uh listeners by the way if you haven't if you if you can't picture from all of our descriptions uh what he is it's a big snake it's a big, it's a massive elephant-sized snake with potentially some elephant features, um, you know, with a like a, a some tusks or some, you know, like a trunk or something. There mm-hmm. are renditions of him as a almost almost Cthulian look, where he's an elephant, but instead of one trunk, it's like fifty trunks, Oof. Uh, like snakes. And so, like, there's some, you know, you can kind of go wild with your imagination on this one but basically it's a elephant sized snake that's also as smart as an elephant that's yeah Yeah. that's pretty terrifying (laughs) it's a massive snake seriously samuel jackson would hate it (laughs) (laughs) the Uh, snake is a plane (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it's and he's said to live around warm rivers and lakes um so Again, assuming he does know how to swim. Gotcha. Uh, also, fun fact about his hole that he lives in: um, it's apparently there's it's filled with diamonds. Nice, well, lucky him. Me personally, specifically about the diamond thing, I think that's probably more of a recent addition to his folklore because right, um, it does talk about it. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I, mean, I guess it doesn't really matter when I talk about it. But he he does collect a lot of like jewels and stuff uh. i'm guessing with diamonds becoming more recently popular they haven't been uh-huh. commodified in it as much in the past as they are now and so i'm guessing diamonds are going to be more of a, a recent rendition to, to that uh, but apparently he does collect a lot of diamonds and there's a lot of diamonds. so he's kind of like a he's a dragon like a dragon yeah he's got like some dragon-esque he uh, does attributes like stuff yeah for sure interesting Elephant dragon, man, that's kind of crazy. He's an elephant, snake, dragon, monster. This guy has got it all. Can he breathe fire or poison? And um, he does not. Oh man. Oh. It, he, to to me, he's more of a like a hunter. Mm. Um, so he'll just like rip you, rip you apart, man. Oh, for sure. And, and I'll talk about a story in a little bit as well. Ooh. So. Hey. 
Um, let's get into the legend itself. Um, Please. So he, uh, the Hrutslang is a primordial creature as old as the world itself. Um, oh. And when I say creature, I mean it was like a whole race of creatures. Or gotcha. So, so he's the last one alive? Or uh, is... Well, it's, it's hard to tell because some sources said that he was the last one alive or he did survive and then started breeding. Ow. So oh, I... so we have like a, a lot of maybe little baby Hootslongs uh, down in Africa, maybe. That could be a thing, yeah. But so basically what the, the legend says is that the gods um, were beginning to create the earth. They are starting to create um, like all the animals, everything, right? And so they made the Hootslong along with that. And it, they gave it tremendous strength, cunning, and intellect. So... <laughs> If you look at what the two creatures that I mentioned, right, a snake and an elephant, right. those are definitely three attributes that could be given to each of those. Sure. Um, the strength and the intellect, mostly to like the the elephant, the cunning, and even like some agility and stuff, right, would be going to the snake. Right. Uh, so this thing is just a perfect animal, right? <laughs> like mm. everything. And almost immediately, the gods realize that they made a mistake. What really? <laughs> oh, is this the first recorded like a uh, patch? You know, they had yeah. to ship out a patch real quick and execute right? a, a quick nerf. So they yeah. wiped the Grootslung or Grootslung uh, species and split them up into two separate creatures elephants, oh. and elephants, and snakes now. Man, I always thought and elephants were a bit bit suspect man <laughs> makes sense they were right. too powerful to be left alive they had to be divided kind of um, weird you know they got like trunks and like tusks and, and tusks yeah come on like and they're like, smart they're really smart like <laughs> too much dude it's up too mm. many attributes like and they like their trunk is kind of snake like so i can see the relationship yeah i feel like snakes got the bad end of the deal yeah that's true they got no arms no <laughs> legs no intellect. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> These guys you just got shafted. Oh, so so the, like, original, uh, like, breed of, like, species that the gods made, they split into snakes and then elephants? Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how we but, got those, the first elephants and snakes. Um, but apparently, when the gods were doing this, they might have left one and it escaped. And then... <laughs> it's, like, hiding under a bush. <laughs> either it just God can't see me long life and it's the only one left or that it started siring other hootslongs and you know to be born and that's you know potentially why we don't quite know what they look like because what what is that thing going to breed with and so obviously there's going to be different mutations as it breeds but that's right. a whole, that's a whole topic that we could go, that's, go to. yeah yeah that's, that's like a, a question for a biologist or geneticist yeah. <laughs> how um, closely related is it to other elephants that it like could it theoretically breed with other elephants it could but not? it actually holds a apparently holds a huge grudge against elephants what the heck man to uh to lure elephants into its cave and just slaughter them what the heck did elephants Dang. do to this thing why <laughs> you gotta you gotta make sure you have you're directing your rage to who deserves it it's the gods that screwed you over not the yeah. elephants i would think it'd feel like some kinship with like yeah, the a little bit of sympathy snakes, you know i think it's just too much of a predator wow yeah. so it makes sense it's pretty intense that like it specifically talks about how it like lures elephants specifically into its cave and just like, pouring little elephants i i come back around on the elephants you know they're good <laughs> now or like like be like, hey, I'm gonna be the king of elephants, and then have an army Seriously, of elephants. Seriously, dude, could you imagine this thing at the head of an elephant rampage? That'd be insane. We and wouldn't then... have a human species anymore. Yeah, he's the uniter of the snake and the elephant like that would be so groups cool. and leads them to conquest over the earth, man. Just imagine there is an alternate reality with a dystopian future where humanity was wiped off the planet and. Elephants and snakes are the dominating species in the planet, and they have like evolved to be like intelligent. They're like probably traveling the stars at this point. They're just so like advanced above us. I know, seriously. Well, I don't think we missed out, honestly, because we'd be dead. But but, (laughs) they missed out, really. I'll be their pets. 
That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll subjugate myself to them. That's fine. Um and so like I mentioned before, um these Hruslongs covet gems, um, particularly diamonds, but I think that's like I said, an like a newer thing. But they covet sure. gems and uh they really love being cruel. They are just not they're not very nice creatures. I don't know if you're probably not if you look at a picture of it, you're not getting a nice vibe from them. I mean, he kind of looks like he's like like smiling or like, oh hey, smiling. He's like, oh what's up, dude? Oh, I thought it was doing like the territorial like roar at some I mean, something, you know, like that's just because he's covered in blood. That's that's how it comes off with the blood. Oh, oh, I it's see. It's actually a really happy like happy to see you face. I, yeah, I ignore this blood. I'm just having some dinner, you know. Yeah. You're good though. He's showing you his teeth. He's like, look how many. Dude, I went to the dentist the other day. They said I'm so good. All of my teeth are fine. Look at them. Aren't they awesome? Um, but even though these creatures are incredibly cruel and uh very covetous, I would say as well, you know, stealing people's gym. Yeah. Um, we do see um on a couple occasions where victims were able to bargain for their freedom by offering gems and other precious things we don't have any like actual stories of it but we have like it's said that that's happened i'm guessing those are some of the older ones uh but we do have a story that was um right around or so a lot of our like stories that we have but are pretty similar to one that i'm going to share started around like 1867 all the way into like the late 1890s Mm -hmm. and then speckled stories throughout the like the early uh 1900s um but uh, most of the hysteria happened in like the late 1800s was there a hysteria around these guys there was there was there was gritzling hunting parties going out and like trying to great i'm not sure about a lot of pretty much anything was being blamed on these things oh my goodness Oh, that's kind of like basilisks, right? Yeah, right. No, for sure. And so, like, that's why, like, for these, like, I would definitely say they're not as much now, but definitely in the late 1800s, early 1900s, for sure, these things were like very much cryptids because people truly believed in them. They back in the 1800s, they had a uh, show that was called uh, Catching (laughs) Grisling rather than (laughs) Catching Bigfoot. (laughs) They're out going out into the wilderness. Yo, I see some footprints. Here we're going. Here we yeah, go. Like newspapers, not, I wouldn't say, a TV show. Nah, there was TV shows for sure. 100%. Uh, but the story that I'm going to tell um, happened in 1917. So we have a treasure hunter that was uh, looking for treasure in uh, Richardsfeld in South Africa. Um, he was an English businessman named Peter Grayson. And he was traveling with a, you know, party of treasure hunters and you know whoever you know like maybe a a guide and whoever you know mm-hmm. would be in that kind of party sure. uh, and all of them died by a lion attack but there was him and potentially a couple other of his people that were missing from that slaughter and that was started a lot of rumors that the Hutzlog had killed them like captured and killed them gotcha. um, wow Definitely made a lot of you know news and stuff. I don't know if in the paper it said Grootslung attack or not, but definitely the people <laughs> about that. Yeah, and that could be pretty scary though. Like, even if it was just lions, like that's still you know pretty terrifying. Yeah, but especially the fact that he just didn't show up with that, you know, in that the, the or not show up like when people went searching for him, that him and potentially a couple other people were missing from that group that had gotten attacked. Um, people do say that, you know, there might have been people that got jealous. Like they did maybe find some kind of, you know, gems or treasure or whatever and like betrayed the group and let them die from the lions. So, oh. you know, Grootslong or betrayal, you know, what's, what's, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe like, both. you could think of it like, uh, after they found the treasure, Grootslong just like shows up and he's like, hey, I like treasure too. Right, (laughs) and just kills them for it kind of fits into the legend i guess Mm -hmm. and then um 
kind of melding a couple other stories together, just kind of giving some details. So um, what we have gathered from different people's stories is that there has was a creature that attacked from the deep waters of the river. So when I say deep waters of rivers, so if you look, think of like rivers in Africa, like don't think like, oh, there's a river in my hometown in the United States. Um, yeah. What is it? The, you just skip rocks on it every day and go out and catch prawns. The Nile um, at one point, or is it, I think, I think it's the Nile at one point, it's like 700 feet deep, which is absolutely Whoa. ridiculous. Um, and so uh, even though they weren't on the Nile for this particular story, sure. um, rivers are, and I think the, the, some of the rivers down further south um, can also get pretty deep, not nearly 700 feet, but definitely big enough to house a Grutzla. Right. The rivers in Africa are built different. They're they're, uh, <laughs> they're better than the I mean, one in my backyard. De- definitely not like the creeks that we have, you know? Oh, man. What a shame. Uh, yeah, for sure. So from these deep waters of rivers, uh, a creature has attacked people. Um, and there are stories of people, you know, who survived, obviously, to tell the stories. Um, some of the details that we have is a large wave rushing towards people that are is able to swallow entire boats and drag them Whoa. down to the water. That's terrifying. Uh, seriously. Yeah, in, in 1910, we have a uh, report from Frederick Call, uh, Cornell, um, and he said that a creature emerged from the, from a, a wave that was rising, and it had a massive head about 12 feet tall into the air, and then it attacked them. Jeez. So, yeah, 12 feet. And that's from out of the water so presumably there was like far more underneath of the water exactly and so we have this creature you know slithering or whatever it's doing in the water that's obviously massive um attacking people and like that is just absolutely terrifying (laughs) yeah seriously um and so there are also you know there are definitely some people that have talked and trying to like understand what this is Someone said it could be a very similar thing to the uh, Loch Ness monster. How there's like long neck seals and stuff that can make their way into rivers. Twelve can... foot tall long well, neck seals. Obviously, a little bit of that's a... terrifying as well, man. I don't want to get eaten by a seal either. But whatever it is, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to get attacked by over twelve foot tall anything, <laughs> especially Seriously. when I'm on a boat that is getting get swallowed by a huge wave. You know that seriously. What terrifying combination yeah the the massive wave that's going to shatter your boat to pieces or the 12 foot seal that like necked seal that's going to eat you whole. seriously and i've even thought maybe that wave instead of being a wave was its body and the people were just so terrified about how big it yeah was. right um but i have no idea all i know is anything to do with water i'm good i'm i mean hippos when they're swimming through the water when they get going fast enough it does kind of make like a, a wave in front of them a little like a, bit like right. a wake yeah exactly and so like if this thing is that massive and it starts going through the water pretty quick it could easily make a pretty big wave in the water that like would push above like in front of it hit the boat before it shows up and then it could come out mm-hmm. to eat them so yeah, it could just be either its body or just like the wave it pushes in front of it. Be both of them terrifying to see. Awful combination. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, this guy is uh, the killer of South Africa. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Um, there's not too much more about him, um, but I did want to mention that I was uh, there in Final Fantasy 15. Uh, there was a boss fight with two of them. What? And they're basically just these massive snakes in the in the game. And I was Oof. watching a group of people fighting it, and uh, they're pretty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they definitely programmed and had them fight a lot more like snakes. Um, gotcha. But it was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know like anything about the Final Fantasy 15 game. I've sure. seen a couple of like the really old like Final Fantasy movies. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those movies. But, are- uh, something man those movies i've never are... seen them i don't know i mean they're i was kind of a fun cool. watch they're yeah they're cool i like the big swords and everything but uh yeah. i don't know too much about like the landscape of the final fantasy 15 game but to me right. 
the atmosphere felt very much like a deserty in this this region in Africa is, is you know pretty deserty, but it's it's like a lot of like there's some like nice like seashore lines and everything, but like for the Ooh. most part it's gonna be kind of like a canyony uh, desert place, and that fight definitely made me feel like that. Um, and so I felt like they definitely did the Hrutsang justice. That sounds so pretty. I mean, yeah. minus the giant monster trying to kill you, <laughs> two giant monsters. It sounds like it'd be very cool. I wish they incorporated like a little bit more of the elephant right kind of sure. attributes for like the the Final Fantasy version, you know. But like, yeah, I guess because they kind of look like just these like big cobras. Honestly, that's exactly what I thought. It was, was big, you know, yeah, cobra snakes. So, something, you know, just definitely not what I was picturing. But to that's me, kind of you know, but like if we if we look at other, you know um monsters and stuff that we've done and when someone says you know a blah 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 as big as a horse and they just <laughs> huge right uh, maybe the elephant feature was just saying how big it was because you know you sure. don't know right. snake as big as an elephant and so like through time and mistranslation because a lot of sadly enough a lot of history that we can potentially get from africa is just lost or just was right. never you know recorded and so mistranslation miscommunication definitely could have happened and so it really sure. could have been this massive water snake kind of thing that's true and and to be fair like not saying that this is necessarily where they got it from but like it could have been along with the size if it was like a cobra-esque like creature the hood of the cobra does kind of from depending on how you look at it, kind of look like elephant ears. So, like, if if you are looking at it from a certain angle, if it's a giant freaking cobra, it could kind of look like it's a snake that has elephant ears on top of it. Right. Which that's could, a good point. That's possible. Um, in other pop cultures, I didn't put this one on here, but uh, <laughs> there's this mobile game. It's called uh, Kingdom Rush. It's a tower <laughs> And I I enjoy it. it's a it's definitely my favorite uh, tower defense game other than balloons, but uh, anyways one of the monsters that comes down the the runway runway the the lane <laughs> runway is <laughs> stuff definitely more elephanty oh gotcha interesting I can't, I can't recall and then I've never heard of the show but it's called Secret Saturdays it's a I watched uh, some of that growing show. up really yeah it's it pretty good. Where the people are trying to like lure a Hrutslang away from like their camp or the town or something, and they're using like oh, yeah. some kind of like meat or something to try to lure it away. Uh, meat, just... the universal currency of wild animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, it looked definitely like mostly like an elephant. Looks like a green elephant with a lot of horns. Yeah. A lot of horns. So yeah. pretty cool just, that you know there's something that none of us really have ever like paid much attention to or heard of has made it's you know made a stand in pop culture. I no love way. like kind of those niche references though. Like get on the people that put those in for trying to go Seriously. beyond like oh, yeah. the Bigfoot yeah, or like the Nessie cool. or mm-hmm. you know, the typical like monsters that everybody thinks of. No, I I absolutely love it when. I'm watching a show or something and I see that reference to, you know, something that we've talked about or, you know, inspire me yeah. to talk about it. And it's like a really low key thing that, you know, doesn't, you know, wouldn't matter if it's there or not, but just shows you that the, like the creators and the animators and stuff like really put their time into like, not just doing like boring, same old, same old stuff. Yeah. It also looks like there's a magic card that was, uh, there is one after, made after it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then there's actually a magic card um, made after our next creature. Yo, oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, to be fair, there's a magic card for everything. There is. I one. mean, yeah, but it's still cool to like look up yeah. magic cards. No, and really neat. I think he's just a common. Oh. Uh, what? But uh, yeah, so our next uh, creature, we're actually gonna head up north to like Ghana and Togo. Uh, oh. So northwestern-ish um and so we're gonna talk about the ads um he is a vampire a vampire vampiric that's the word being in the you folklore 
um and so the the you people um came to the, that part of africa at around the 13th century oh. um and so Before i was alive the the story <laughs> of the ads could have been something that they already had previous which we don't really know even know where they were before the you people were before that so it could be something from you know even further back or it could have been something in that area or something that they created as they got there so gotcha a little bit is up in the air with that um but that's kind of like the timeline that we're looking at and so basically in the wild the ads takes the form of a firefly um and that could have been translated to firefly mosquito, but I think the firefly is the coolest. So, so sure. like just like your your standard teeny weeny little firefly, right? Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Nothing. Nothing special. And well, well, are you kind gonna... of terrifying? Yeah. Are you telling me I should be scared of fireflies now? Because oh, oh if I love those things. After we talk about this, yes, you were gonna be terrified of. Ah. <laughs> um, but if it, but if you ever catch a firefly and it doesn't turn into a human form, then you're you're fine. Saved. Perfect. <laughs> you just have to catch all the fireflies yeah, and then seriously. let them go, and then you're safe. <laughs> right. And to me, this guy is like super cool. It reminds me of like a League of Legends character, or you know, like like newer like fantasy character because mm-hmm. he's so in depth to where he has actually a different power set as a firefly than he does as a human. But they're both pretty nice. Cool. So yeah. Um. So basically, so when in human form, he has the power to possess humans. Um, oh. and anyone that's possessed by like this creature, um, no matter who you are, like male, female, child, whatever, you're considered a, a witch or you're viewed as a witch. Whoa. Is that like oh. theoretically according to this lore where all witches come from, or like is it possible to be a witch but not be possessed by him? Do you know? Um, no, I, I think there's like I, I think the difference would be good and bad, like witch. Gotcha, be- okay voodoo is like a big part of the right. early you culture makes uh, sense. it was called voodoo then i can't remember what it was called but uh i might get to it later in the notes um but so like there is definitely some kind of witchcraft or like magic that existed already right um, i think this version of witch is more just like demonic in nature. Uh, okay so does he like just uh or it possesses people and then like forces them to like do evil magic essentially um not as much actually so i was just going to get to that so their influence basically just negatively impacts every aspect of the host and the people around the host's lives so oh. a person could be suspected of being possessed um like if um a woman with brothers um is like if it's kind of hard to explain the way that I was reading it, but basically like um, if another family member is doing better than another family member, the person that's doing worse off could be possessed. Um, Or if like in an area, old people are outliving young people, like young people are just kind of dying pretty Mm -hmm. young. Well, there's obviously some kind of witch or possessed person and ads in the area. Um, If there's significantly like uh, like a really poor person they might be possessed it's pretty much just like anything that's bad going on is going to be kind of yeah potentially being possessed so they're not really doing magic they're just like makes you a bad luck magnet or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was gonna say they have like a general aura of like bad luck and like negativity only if like like the for the poor one specifically not only that if you're poor but like if they see that you're envious of someone wealthier than you or like right. doing better or you not even just like the like wealth part but like if someone's right. jealous of someone that's doing better than you oh that jealousy is actually the demonic possession of the mm-hmm. so it's more of that than actual like practicing witchcraft gotcha interesting um mm-hmm. and so not only can you but like obviously all this stuff is now happening to you the effect can definitely be felt by even like the family people that are around you so like it's hard to tell exactly who might be possessed because everyone's feeling those effects so please tell me that in human form he can control other humans and in firefly form he can just control other fireflies and he just creates like a swarm of fireflies that would be interesting but no when his firefly is going to be a little bit more of his vampiric side so uh, okay um basically it allows him to get into places that he couldn't 
and his human form, right? He can travel through gotcha. like, holes, cracks in the walls, under floorboards and stuff, and gets to people while they're sleeping. Ooh. Able to suck their blood, making them fall sick and eventually die. Yikes. And they, apparently they definitely, um, just like a lot of creatures apparently, uh, prefer the blood of children. Why is it always children? What I the think, heck? I, I think it makes them seem more evil. Or yeah, anything, it makes... Right? Yeah, that it's makes like, sense in that aspect. Like anything like, but the children. No. Somebody think of the children. Yeah, basically. Like biologically, children are going to get sick more often than adults. So when That's you fair. put blame on something, it's yeah. you know, children are getting sick more, so that means it likes children more or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's and true. And all worse, apparently there's no potion, spell, or weapon, or anything to cure yourself once you're bitten. Dang. Or to fight off this firefly is there a way to like uh like rid a person that's possessed of the ads yes. and i'll talk about that in a little bit um, gotcha. it has to do with something else um and then just to end that off um the ads uh usually either drains the life of a person or possesses them or consigns them to madness and misery. So that's kind of like the three the effects that it can give people. And right. definitely if all of those, I'm just like, kill me. I don't want to be possessed or mad. <laughs> yeah, those, are, those all sound terrible. He kind of sounds like, if, you, like, if you've heard of the uh, show What We Do in the Darkness, he sounds like an energy vampire. Oh my gosh. Oh he's yeah, like, he's nice like reference. Sucking the soul, the life out of somebody, just like, draining them of all life and joy and happiness until they just die that's pretty much what happens yeah <laughs> it's terrible but um, honestly kind of like he's got the power of a normal vampire and then an energy vampire right <laughs> yeah he does and he can turn into a firefly which the guy in what we do in the darkness can't do that sucks <laughs> so funny though <laughs> it's so funny it's such a weird uh, show um okay so, I so did, great i did find a quote from somebody from but, a real live ad you found a quote from one but it wasn't quoted like it wasn't like it was a quote but it wasn't like cited by that person you know like oh. like they didn't tell me who it was so like this could be completely fake sure but here i'm just gonna tell you it because you know it's information that i found um if you can't tell in my notes i just have a big apparently <laughs> quote <laughs> um so rate of salt a professor that studies specifically the you culture hmm. um, and like people um who lives in the united states um when he was asked about the ads he said that and this is why i don't completely trust it maybe i do right. but he said that he's actually come across an ads before but only as its witch form um so it was right. like a best human right um and he said witches in this culture are real not mythical hmm. and Apparently he was questioned further, but he didn't want to respond because he just felt huh. obligated not to, which is interesting based on another big apparently quote that I have later. Um, yeah, well, that's not so, very like super descriptive, you know. It's kind of ominous, but yeah, that that feels very similar to like the people that are like, oh yeah, I've seen a ghost, but like only for a little bit, and there wasn't really a, anything more I can tell you other than yeah, it was there. Yeah. So, um, and just based on you know another quote that I'll tell in a little bit, it 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 seems like if you do know something, you're like it's some like some kind of like PTSD or just something that's just like pulling you to not say anything because the ads really wants to stay anonymous, basically, right? Um, no. Because uh, just, I guess I can go to it right now. Um, so if you guys scroll down to my next, apparently apparently so apparently a member of the u tribe um a u tribe there's not one um right apparently agreed at one point to uh be in, like in an interview and share their insight on the ads but apparently canceled just a few hours before the interview started and hey. what he said was i've had a bad dream the night after i agreed to talk to you about the ads i've been trying to pray about it since I'm a Christian to get some direction from God. Uh, for, unfortunately, I will not be able to move um, ahead with it. Um, I hope you understand. 
so like again i like it didn't give a person's name or anything about it so like i can't gotcha. this actually did happen but apparently it did mm-hmm. uh, and so very similar to the last thing like people start saying something or agree to something about it and then just immediately like I actually can't. I'm sorry. You know, I can't tell you more or whatever. Well, so that's super creepy. Definitely pull to not. So maybe, maybe these two people are possessed. You know, or, or like, I wonder if there's like some type of repercussion that the ads can like inflict on you if you yeah. share information about it. You know, like he'll like curse you or something or mm-hmm. possess you. Right. That's very possible. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it, it like those two when when like the first one I saw, I was like. Eh, it's a little like sketchy. Maybe I don't want to put that in there. But then I saw this one too, and I was like, it just seems like some kind of reoccurring theme with people. Something's going on, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and apparently, in every single episode that I do, I have to I have to add the Christian influence because here it do, is. Uh, <laughs> we do see some changes in um, after the influence. That's the word I'll. Choose. <laughs> um. So. Like I said, that um, in the 13th century, the U people came to Ghana and the Togo area. But in the 19th century is when the Christian missionaries started um, heading over from Europe to establish colonies in the region. And so um, the story of the ads evolved into more of a scapegoat for evils of like personal, cosmic stuff, biological, any kind of negative. It started transforming more into that um and more into like follower of satan or something you know gotcha um and so if an individual showed signs of jealousy mental illness bad luck addiction marriage problems inability to conceive a child you know the list goes on not just like the couple that it was but pretty much anything like that now would be like an ads uh possession so it was kind of like a catch-all for like this is why your wife sucks yeah. yeah it feels kind of similar to like in europe or america where like that similar thing happened but the catch-all was like oh you're possessed by the devil mm-hmm. and like oh the catch-all like anything anytime anything bad happened it was oh the devil is in your house oh the devil this that what and the other and so now and it's similar catch-all but now with the ads and to me what's cool is um as we you know as we go about you know, doing all of our podcast, you know, as we see this Christian influence pretty much in every single episode about folklore, right? I mean, we've right. done the northernmost part of Europe to the now the southernmost part of Africa to, yeah. you know, South, you know, all over. And we do see these Christian influences, right? Yeah. And uh, what's always interesting is that as Christianity takes over, at least for the first little bit, we do see a kind of melding instead of just like a hard switch to Christianity. We see a melding right. of two religions. And so yeah. we see the very same thing here to where, so um, we have the uh, historian uh, Brian P. Uh, Livick from uh, Texas. And so he That's wrote it. a book called new perspectives on witchcraft, magic and demonology witchcraft in the modern world. It's a long huh. title. Very. <laughs> I have a lot to cover, I suppose. <laughs> um it's always funny like looking at like professors books and like Uh always like the title is like the first page (laughs) very long-winded um but anyways so he uh was talking about the you people were as they were exposed to the teachings of missionaries and christianity they didn't forego their traditional religion of vodun which i believe is where we derive voodoo from Uh, but basically what that means is spirit Okay. In the U, it's um, or in you, it's a source of various, like I said, voodoo uh, traditions that we currently now have, like in uh, the Americas. Yeah. Uh, so for and so they didn't just give up that for Christianity. Instead, right. they loosely combined the two. And in his book, what he says is the U Christians kept their old faith and fears, and put the Christian good on top, because. You know, once you've been converted, you're like, oh, I'm going from this heathenistic lifestyle to this, the truth, right? That's right. what, like, you know, the converts are going to be thinking. So pretty interesting, you know, choice of words there. Where, or like, do you think he- it could be like, um, they're like, well, maybe it's just all true, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you're you're oh, correct, and I'm like, correct, are, but yeah. 
maybe yours is like uh, higher well, like correct, me, if that makes sense, than mine. Correct, but yours is the way to salvation because mm -hmm. right, that's what Christianity offers. Mine is just these the, the powers on earth, and then also here's these like creatures and stuff that you know we'll throw right. in for now. Uh, but then Christianity is like the what happens after. Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, it's interesting to see that merge, right? And so definitely, like I said, became the ads became more akin to the devil. And so I think it, at some point it transitioned from ads being itself, right? And then it being a mediator from the devil to being the devil himself. Dang. Because, right, as what a transition. Get, as you, I mean, as time goes forward, right? Now, like yeah. 100 years were, you know, Christianity's been there for so long you know add like the old religion is going to meld more and more and more to what you're currently practicing which is going to be christianity sure. yeah and that's yeah. like it falls more in line with like i was saying earlier that classic european christian mentality of where like oh anything that's bad must be the devil in some way or some fashion so like yeah. this thing causes negativity so for them it was the ads but as they like not i wouldn't say convert but like as they the culture falls more in line with the Christian beliefs and like it starts to become overtaken by it. Then it gets that. Oh yeah. It's just a different name for the devil instead of it, its own creature. Yeah. Like as time progresses, they almost seem to do it more by the book, so yeah. to speak. And then, so earlier Bryce, you were asking about how do we kind of deal with these possessions and stuff? Yeah, man. What do I do? I was waiting for it. Cause I'm going to tell you kind of the first like pre-Christian way to stop it, and then the post-Christian. Mm. I feel like post-Christian, I wouldn't be surprised if it's very oh, easy I'm sure guess, but sure, sure you know, <laughs> yeah. But I'm so interested in what the pre-Christian, yeah. That, so that was some believed that the only way to defeat the ads was to force it out um, of the host, and it would become this like quasi-human form. What I'm thinking is, um, like, it would be part bug you know, part firefly, part human, but basically, oh. it would, you, you know, if you, if you can't imagine that, imagine just like a hunchbacked creature with, you know, like jet black skin talons. And that's because that's how they described it. Right. So you have to get this like semi form, these quasi human kind of form, and stuck kill between it. its two forms. Yeah. And then proceed to kill it. Right. Uh, because it, I don't think it can be killed in its human, you know, the possessed form. Right. Firefly is obviously going to fly away from you right so basically what you have to do is, is that right but apparently it's still very difficult because once it gets to this quasi-human form it becomes even more agile and just super super dangerous and it's right it's fighting for its life at this point uh -huh. yeah it's going to be very hard to kill yeah, it, it makes also sense. Sounds, sounds like terrifying mm -hmm. like to think about this horrible like abomination oh, of a creature sure. come out of somebody and then like it's Seriously. just like, all right, time to throw down. <laughs> I don't know, it's, man. This actually ever, I mean, obviously it'd be fa fascinating to find out if this actually ever happened, but like, I wonder if there's any like stories of this happening. Seriously. And there, there wasn't any like specific tools you needed to use to kill it. Like anything would do. You just had to well, kill see, it. Everything I just said, it all to, to work, you would have to find out how to get it out of the, you know, Right, host body, and so I didn't find anything about how that happens. So no trial and error. Yeah, none of this matters <laughs> until you figure out that. But I'm guessing it's something along the lines of like getting changelings out of you, right? Right. Because yeah. we we had the, the changeling episode, right? And people mm -hmm. basically poison themselves or you know put themselves on fire, kind of stuff, right? To like push it out. Seriously. So I'm guessing it was something similar to that, and then. The, the really easy task of killing something that doesn't want to be killed. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of really inhumane things done to try and like, so people were sure that their friend or family member or something was possessed. And so they did a whole bunch of terrible things trying to get it out. Yeah. In the name of and, helping them. Yeah. In the name of like trying to save their friend, family member. Uh, so. And then Christianity comes in and says, ah, no, 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 no. We have the most effective way to get this out of you. Of course we do. And so if um, if you know much about, especially Catholicism now, um, is that mm -hmm. would still do this kind of stuff. 
But if you know possession is all about Christianity, we, we, I mean, the Bible's filled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, how you get, get Christians are big fans of it. Vigorous prayer, right? Exorcism. Um, yeah. And so, mm. uh, it's described, someone that has witnessed this before, describes it as deliverance sessions aimed at expelling ads and potential witches from um, entire congregations or someone individually. Woof. Um because again, it's very hard to know who is actually the one being possessed True. because it affects not only you, but your family and anyone that you're interacting with. Yeah. Effect. Um, so basically Dang, it's a form of intensive prayer sessions and or exorcisms. Just exercise Dang. the whole congregation. Yeah, once. Just go with the shotgun approach and just like try and hit everybody all at once. And just hope for the best. I'm guessing because it, it was specific where it said intensive prayers and or exorcisms pretty much right and so it could be the entire congregation praying all at once i don't right quite know how that works maybe but. maybe the intensive prayers were to try and like narrow it down to see who it was like maybe someone would start to react negatively and then they could more focus down on like a select couple of people with ex- exorcisms to try and really hone down into mm-hmm. who it is yeah or it could be even like um Maybe some family members would come to a priest yeah. or something asking to kind of have like a prayer session about somebody they believe yeah. could be possessed. True, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, I think it doesn't sound pleasant. I don't quite know how that, that works at all, but apparently it does. And I think that's great, you know, if you're able to get that out of them. Um, but yeah. definitely offered an easier alternative than the previous method. And, uh, it at least gives them some direction to use yeah. rather than just, I mean, figure it out, get it out of them somehow. And you're not thrown into like Mortal Kombat, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the TV show called Evil. Uh, no? I think I've heard yeah. of it. Highly recommend it if you haven't. It's pretty cool. Um, but also there's thing like The Exorcist and stuff, like any scary movie that has to do with that kind of stuff. But basically the show Evil, right. it's a, like a, um catholic priest that like hunts down and tries to like rid the world of like evil right um sure and so they perform like there's like some like exorcisms that are performed and stuff but like if you've ever seen like an exorcism that's kind of what i'm getting at like they're not easy they no the person that's the host to the demon is literally like dying i mean yeah often we hear from exorcisms in the real world that the person dies and like yeah yeah, but, but you know, hey, we got the demon. But like, it's a very painful. It's trying and fighting for its life to stay inside of this human. It's just a very scary mm-hmm. process. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, like, super intense. In all of like the movies and stuff, like it looks like the most horrific experience ever. Like, a for the people that are there, but also for the person that's being possessed. And like, they always show like the person like getting bent backwards and like their head like spinning around them stuff. I'm like, dude, that person's dead. Like this demon is like contorting their body in ways that would kill a person. So like, even if you get that person, the demon out, unless like the demon is healing them at the same time, somehow, like the person's dead at this point, which is just as terrible. And like not sound like something I would want to have to go through. Like just being in the room with that be awful. And uh, so, I mean, this could be a whole like podcast topic as well. But like, if you have noticed, um, witches and witchcraft and everything has pretty much in the entire world always been blamed on women. Yeah, that's true. And if you look Very at any unfair. kind of trials or anything, mm-hmm. it's always the women that get, you know, burned alive and killed and attacked. And, you know, but before that, they're going to be possessed first, right? I mean, even in like Europe and stuff, a lot of witches um, claim to have had sex with the devil, or I mean, by claimed, I mean it's been right. forced out of them. So, yeah, and blamed on them. But they, they've either had sex with the devil, made promises to the devil. So, like, it was some kind of possession probably had already taken place. Same kind of thing with the ads, right? Um, women definitely seem to be attacked more by the ads than than males. Um, and so, ads are sexist i mean the, what the heck folklore is sexist in my opinion all of it i mean yes yeah, maybe, maybe history is yeah i guess more than just the creature yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but pretty much like 
it, it like th- this is just how intense that it got right so a woman right. who appeared to be envious of her husband's other wives in this period time period um monogamy wasn't really a thing sure. um if a woman was infertile if a woman and what's sad about if a woman's infertile what if the man's infertile like you yeah. can't tell but yeah what, what do i know and even if she is infertile that's not her fault like that they, um are you gonna blame her i'm sure she feels just as bad about it as you do the most sexist one the heck? is a woman with an uneven temperament or thought to be oh so yeah a woman with an uneven temperament so all of those things could lead people to believe that she was possessed like like uh, you have to specify it in your culture <laughs> or yeah not your culture because it wasn't the culture but like in this idea of possession that if you, a, a woman got upset or something i just think that's right <laughs> but like i mean that, you have like a that's the same thing you imagine like in every every area of the world like yeah like with the witch trials if a woman was like free thinking if a woman wanted to be your own person oh definitely seriously it just (laughs) yeah like back in that back in that day like if a woman had like a bad day and was just like act like particularly pissed off one day that could very well end up having her being accused of a witch when really it was just like oh yeah i just got pissed off i'm just having an off day and i'm just not loving being around people right now and everyone's like oh you got to be possessed 100 percent." it's like no chill out it's like so like ruthless just like people can just be upset it's fine mm-hmm. no need to like accuse them of such things like that they're just people yeah. um and so we also get to um an uh, anthropologist her name was um uh, mira I'm not gonna try her last name sorry <laughs> <laughs> but uh she was uh, dedicated um her her life's work to the study of field work among the U people during um, European slave trade. Oh, and cool. uh, she, um, in her work, it's called Memory and Religion in Southeastern Ghana um, from 1850 to present. Uh, so she said that she encountered many women um, and by, I'm not, uh, so she, yeah, so present to her time, right, obviously. Uh, right yeah she had encountered many women accused of being possessed by the ads which i think is very interesting because if we were thinking about like when you think about slavery in america and slavery just in the world during the african or european slave trade um to me my brain's already switched to oh like what it was it probably like 60 70 percent of the world's already christian every but he had the you know same ideas on religion even if you're like not religious like you still like knew what that was and that and you probably heard of it at least and like to to me when i think of religion in the world today i think of judaism muslims and christianity right Th- to me the those are the ones and anything else is like yeah a couple people probably practice other stuff but like those are like the religions in the world the largest like, the largest spread but like which is you know weird for me to say because like i dedicate my time to studying not those three things usually right right <laughs> but but the thing is you know that that's not true because people still have other beliefs and other religions and stuff right and so um basically what she was saying is that the ads were it was a widespread spiritual problem that ads attacked were steady and relentless so even in this time period where to us, we all just think, oh, probably everyone was Christian at the time, still right. had these beliefs and ideas that the ads were, you know, attacking them. And right. by I mean, ads that's... attacks, she means that supposedly the ads were attacking people or that people were attacking other people in the name of attacking um, I, an ad. I think what that this is referring to is probably things like famine or just people having down on their luck or you know right. struggling being quote-unquote possessed oh, and stuff. but okay. also if you think about it right if this is during the time of slavery like this is a huge attack of the devil right these people are coming stealing our people into slavery like where do you put point that at right that is the work of the devil right i mean like the all Man, you know, that's where slavery would come from right so like a lot of ads attacking um yeah, yeah. Uh, like if if that's 
how they saw that then totally makes sense. But uh, so now taking a step back a little bit and let's go back to the beginning of why did this whole theory or whatever you want to call it, how did the ads begin? And so I'm like, you know, if if we look at that area of the world, right, we have archaeological evidence suggesting that malaria, which is a problem today, was obviously just as bad as a problem back then. Um, Especially, like I said, Western Africa is a very tropical region, right? And so especially Ghana and Togo um, in the 13th century would have been even harder because they don't have all that medicine that we would be have would we would have today. And so we think that um, the ads originated as an explanation or warning against malaria and other insect borne diseases. Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Ah, That's interesting. It's like there was a, uh, already a reason for people to be afraid of that insect. So they just, well, built a creature kind of around it. I mean, look at, I mean, again, I keep mentioning it, but like every single folklore around the world, right? Uh, recently, we talked about um, Alps, right? And how they potentially were an early uh, reason for sleep apnea or whatever the sleep one paralysis. is. Sleep yeah. paralysis. Yeah. Thank you. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. And so just like when you can't explain something, right? Where does thunder come from? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it must be the god Thor, right? Like, how do you explain that? Because you can't, right? And so you mm-hmm. deify something. And de- I don't know if deify is the right word, but like you... You, you mystify something. It it's becomes a... So like a can't explain creature of some sort. can't words. explain this, this sickness. There's I don't have the biological tech, the tools to figure out what malaria is there's no word for malaria at the time i just see these people getting sick becoming mad with sickness it must be the word of this demonic possession or something right yeah this person has insect bites that like clearly like they have like mosquito bites on them and now they're super sick and dying clearly like a vampiric insect must be like possessing them and killing them or something like that like that makes sense that makes more sense than oh here there's this bug that yeah. um has like that just spreads this disease around because it is disgusting and bugs are gross yeah it goes to all these you know where it lives and everything it's so, like to me in that time period where the gods are just so real they're so close to you and everything that in life is because of the gods and that just makes sense like why not why not a vampiric bug you know yeah it, it does kind of make a little bit more sense. I mean, it's a little bit easier to think, okay, maybe there's just some creature that I've never seen before that I don't know about that's out there killing people rather than, yeah, there's little tiny microscopic things in your blood that are killing you from the inside. It's like, eh, maybe there's just a creature I don't know about yeah. because there's a lot of things out there in the world that I don't know about. Because, I mean, there's this uh, this quote. I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's like everything seems magical until you figure out figure out how it works and then it's science right you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's just like if like we're saying like if you don't know what's causing it and like just these strange occurrences are happening people are falling ill so like rapidly and ravenously Randomly. it's it would yeah. seem pretty supernatural yeah makes sense and so and that's why like like to me like in history there's like two types of monsters or creatures or whatever there's like the first one we talked about the um that is just a terrifying monster that like i hope i never cross paths with and like, right? like that's kind of all we have or there's a creature or whatever that holds so much history and insight into what an entire culture probably could look like just from one culture that we like you can tell way more about the you people than you could about you know people in south africa right yeah just from one creature even though like obviously there's way more to the culture and we could talk a long time about the you people but like it's just so interesting to see how like this creature evolves and changes over time based on what's going on in the region yeah yeah that's fair. it's very very fun um absolutely fascinating I'm glad that we finally were able to to get down to africa again it's been since our egypt episode yeah so. <laughs> yeah i've yeah i've never like kind of delved into african folklore 
or like a mythology or any of that. And it's mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating. I would there's say there's like a spider, there's a spider queen that we should do one of these days. I forget. Ooh, yes. Yeah. She's, let's do it. She's like a yeah. I have like goddess, and she's awesome. So. I have never heard of like really like like Bryce. You were saying I've really never heard much about any of this lore. Like especially these guys, I'd never even heard of them. But they are so cool to hear about. Like the fact that they're on a totally different continent, like like a different part of the world, because of that. The animals that they interact with are so different than the animals I interact with. Like, I don't have the ability to see elephants just wandering around in my day-to-day life like they do. So the creatures and mythological things that they're going to create and, like, think of are so different than the ones that, like, in America or in Europe you see most of the time because the animals are so different. And I think it's so cool to see that. Like, when you, where else are you going to see an elephant creature other than somewhere that they see elephants all the time because that makes sense yeah no it really does it's it's cool I, like and i'm glad that we i i felt like <laughs> we kind of got into europe a europe <laughs> slump yeah yeah <laughs> and so i'm glad that we were able to you know explore a different part of the world because yeah like you said like it's so it, it feels very different it, you know because like how often are you gonna get elephant creatures and and mm-hmm. creatures honestly like <laughs> yeah very it's, there's just so many so many like cultures and and countries in europe that are all like a bunch of tiny little countries but they're all kind of distinct and have their own laws so it's easy to get trapped in that area of the world with how much a how much countries there are there and how much history they have there so it's easy to get trapped yeah. but there is so much other things around that's very cool to explore yeah it's very historically dense in europe mm-hmm. you know but it it is good to remember that like the world is a big place and yeah. it's just so fascinating to like look at different human beings like experiences and how that has influenced their beliefs yeah. and like cultures very much and yeah it just it's fun i mean we we love it, like learning these things i'm i'm speaking for all of us but Definitely for myself. You don't I'm speak sure. for me. I'm sure you got How dare you? For the trees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like seriously, we love doing this. Uh, I'm so happy that I did get to learn about a different part of the world. I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast with you guys because like, right. like I want to learn new things. I don't want to just be like, oh, I already know everything about this creature, so I'm going to do it anyways, <laughs> which... Uh-huh definitely it was still good but like i i yeah. you know learning this new stuff was absolutely fascinating and i'm so glad that you guys are coming to listen every week this is so great yeah yeah this thank you all for listening just like as always thank you so much yeah we really appreciate it um i mean we would be doing this for fun regardless but and uh if you can you know share this with a friend if anybody you yeah. know is interested in about like uh, African culture and mythology or anything like that, uh, just uh, shoot them a link to this podcast. See what they think. Also, check yeah. out our Twitter and our TikTok. Yes. We're both um, got some. Our TikTok some or TikTok's going to be just cringe content, and then our Twitter's just going to be a little bit more of our updates for our podcast. Yes. Yeah. So tune in there to figure out when we post new episodes and uh, maybe a little sneak peek at him as well. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to follow you right now. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> but we will catch you guys next week with some more fun knowledge.